I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sponsored by Treeball Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. Don't walk about when I'm about to do the intro because you can hear the creaking floorboards. It's like, you know that you know in Moby Dick when they're sitting below deck and they hear Ahab going for his mm. evening inspections? <laughs> do you know that? Do you remember Ahab's evening inspections? That was not a bad title for a band. Write that down. Oh, hello. This is uh, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, Not The Weekend Podcast, you know. And um, I'm with uh, Emily and Gareth. Hi, Bo. Frank. What? I said Bo. Bo. Good it's on a you. a mistake in retrospect. That's all right. I thought... Uh, what with those sheep just going past the window? I put two and two together and got five. Yeah, so um, I'm here with Emily and Gareth, and um, and also Ed Hall from the BBC's Buy or Not to Buy. What? He's really? not here. Oh no, sorry, that's a trick of the light. So um, you're obsessed by him. Well, I met him the other night. I know. Yeah, we Name did, dropping him. It's we did a pop quiz together. It was. Um, I had an embarrassing moment in the dressing room. There was him and uh, Nick Helm and Andy Osho, the comedians. And oh, I, Nick Helm, I love him. I tried to tell them an, a, a story, an anecdote from a, an episode of uh, Cagney and Lacey I saw, which I was trying to explain, made me feel very what? emotional. Why I burst into that? tears. I burst into. I actually cried in the dressing room. They all looked. A little bit, is he messing about, realised I wasn't, and then looked uneasy. Oh. I, what I did, I created an atmosphere. If only Ross Abbott had been there, he'd have been <laughs> utterly delighted. He'd have loved it. What yeah. was the thing that made you quiet? It was a storyline in Cagney and Lacey, was well, it? Well, don't make me retell it, because I can't retell oh, it without... No, it's very... Honestly, I've, I'll... If I, the thing is, one day I'll tell it, and I won't cry, and then I'll think I've hardened. <laughs> mm, ruin it. Yeah. You know, I hate that when you you know suddenly yeah. realise you've hardened. <laughs> so look, oh, um, oh. I've what? cried in some dressing rooms. I bet you have. Yeah. So, so have I. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've cried at your gigs myself. <laughs> okay, so uh, from laughter. Yes, from laughter. I admit it. I admit it. So we had an email from William Gilson. Oh. I'm liking. See, it's a pity about the William, because Gilson sounds like he mm. should have played for Brazil in 1970, I think. Can anyway, I say, Frank, I like that he hasn't shortened it to Will, because I, th- I think that's... I like... I respect him more Will Gil- as a William. Well, Will Gilson is... Uh, oh, yeah. Bill Gilson. There's no, there's no <laughs> way out. Willie Gilson. <laughs> Willie Gilson sounds a bit like uh, the, the country in Western... Yeah. Mm. And... Um, Go on, then. It, it's the title. I like an email with a title, and you don't always get that. It's called pavement racing. Now, what he's referring to is pedestrian racing, which is this thing that oh, I do yeah. quite a lot. When I, because I walk fast, I I let people try and overtake me, and then I burn them off. <laughs> is what I do. And he like says, a Baruka. "Yeah, you can smell similar smell mm. to when I'm I'm past." He said, "This is what William Gilson says." WG, <laughs> we'll call him. I had to slow down my pavement speed or risk looking ridiculous when I moved from Premiership Pavement Racing in London to Third Division Premiership (laughs) Pavement Racing in Luxembourg 20 years ago. Of course, when you're pavement racing, pedestrian racing, as I call it, in Luxembourg, the secret is to pass the dodgy on the left-hand side. (laughs) So, um, 
He says, however, the one trick I've learned that has kept me on beaten in 20 years, I'm love- I love the fact that people <laughs> take a ticket as seriously as I do, yeah. is to let fast people overtake you and for the first 10 metres or so, let them think they've whipped you, then come back at them hard and fast, move past them and don't look back. Never failed. Oh, I like his technique. You see, I can't. I don't have the ego to let them pass. No. I have to just well, keep them. You at do my... have the ego. That's the problem. Well, yes, I do have the ego. Yeah. Oh, I mean, so I, I didn't have the diminutive well, ego that would have been required. Oh, I like him though. Yes, Is he I'm... WG Gilson? Just no, WG. Just WG. Yeah. Thank William you, WG. Gilson. Yeah, I'm um, enjoying that. Frank, I had a bit of a divine revelation this week. Wow. Mm. Do you want to hear about it? Is that a Bette Midler album? <laughs> Got that wrong. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Well, um, I'm always fond of uh, a sweet treat, to be honest. Yeah. It's my favourite snack of the day or meal of the day. It's good that you've kept that up, because as someone who works at the very top end of the fashion industry, it must be tempting to live on um, Ribena and half a jelly tot. I know. Well, you Mm. just eat sweet things, nothing else. So... I, no, I do. I, I eat quite healthily, don't I, Con- considering my, considering my fashion lifestyle. Considering the precious. Um, but anyway, so obviously I'm very bound by convention. I have my, you know, you have your savouries. Corn beef you like. Is it corn beef that you like? I don't like corn beef. <laughs> do you not? Oh, OK. Never even eaten it. <laughs> I, I think I'll I mix... Could, I could barely ID it in a police line-up. I, I think I've mixed you up like. with uh, Tommy Dean, who I was uh, I did national service with in '53. Uh, he loved it. Bully beef, he called it. It's an easy oh, mistake he, to make. He put it away. Gingerhead chap from uh, Manchester. Is that like spam? I've never had spam. No, no, it's more um, piebald. Oh, okay. Spam is very mono, uh, mm. very mon- monotoned. But, the blancmange uh, of the savoury world in yes. colour. Anyway, um, sorry. They're not in texture. So anyway, so I bought my meal, nice meal it was too, and then I bought this pudding, and it was a um, lovely ice creamy sort of caramel confection. Mm. And you know, I was so looking forward to it, I thought, I don't want this chicken and spinach meal I'm going to cook, I want this caramel swirl. And I thought, why Why do I have to wait? Why am I bound by convention? So do you know what? I ate it. Oh. I ate it the pudding first, Frank. Oh, <laughs> you've, you've first. dined with the devil. <laughs> No, you have, because that chicken and spinach had genuine substance to it. Yes, but I don't... I did come to it later. I didn't completely... I didn't completely forsake it. No, I but... just thought, I want my pudding first, and from now on, I thought, why am I doing this? It's only because my parents used to say that to me. I can do what I want, Frank, now. I mean, it's a bit lambiopic, though. Do you know what I mean? You had Sean Lloyd, the intellectual. <laughs> I'm calling her the scientist from a meteorological point of view, and then you thought, no, I want the cheeky girl. Instant gratification. That's you, my you, bag. You chose frothiness over substance. Well, I did. And can I tell you, I love that froth. And this was at home, was it? This was at home. You see, this is, I have to say, it's one of the, the great joys of being single. Is that. No um, judgment. Well, you can. I, I mean, I, I remember I was completely naked once on my sofa. <laughs> oh, and God. Uh, it wasn't the sort you could wipe. Oh. And I my. lay there, I lay there naked, <laughs> eating baked beans out of a tin oh. with. Watching Bilko. And oh. I remember thinking, this is what's great about me. <laughs> Seeing a lot of women wouldn't, wouldn't tolerate it. Or a male partner. Or, you no. know, wouldn't, wouldn't tolerate it. And I think that's a nice thing. If you want the pudding first, have the pudding first. Exactly. Savories, you've had your turn. 
It's time there's a new kid in town and he's called Pudding. Yeah. yeah. They're going to have to up their game if they're going to keep up. <laughs> exactly. When I first moved out of my parents' house, the stuff I ate, I mean, I thought, no, I don't have, I don't have everyone saying, oh, no, you've got to eat, you know, got to have greens. As my dad used to say, have them dumplings, stick to your ribs. Mm. But I just ate anything. I used to, basically, the food I ate was little more than a vehicle for pickle. <laughs> I'd, what whatever it was, was I'd it? Dra- say if I had a bit of steak, say. I'd put so much pickle on it, the steak would just... It'd just be a, a holder for it. Wow. Mm. <laughs> what other little Camille's did you rustle up? Um, well, obviously, my pie sandwiches was my big Pie one. sandwich? Yeah. What's that? You make a cheese sandwich, and then you... Right, a normal cheese sandwich, you How know, butter you cheese. How can you put a pie in it? How and you then you it? microwave a pie... And then you put the pie inside the sandwich. But and that's the... not a sandwich, because how can you hold it? Of course you can hold it. Pie's too thick. No. Not if we're talking <laughs> a gins, Darissa. And the hot, the hot pie melts... The... I prefer a pocker, I'll be honest with you. Mm. The, hot, the hot pocker, it, um, hot it, it, melts the, it melts the cheese. And it's okay. a beautiful... Really? Yeah, I'd recommend that to anyone who's listening. Pick a lily, if you had pick a lily to that... <laughs> Wow. I would say it's the icing on the cake, but it's such a mixed <laughs> metaphor. I'm not going to even. You never eat it on no. your own, Gat. You don't. The... Laura cooks your meals. No, she doesn't. Oh. I do all the cooking. Oh, okay. Calm down. Oh, you know. Jesus Christ. Go. Please don't be... blaspheme. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> There's things I won't tolerate on this show. <laughs> I won't be hemmed in by your borders. I live outside the box. I do the cooking in our in our family, and Laura tells me what to do in every other respect. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I know I, I like nice stuff. Um, Laura's quite, uh, out, as a student, she would have, like, spaghetti or noodles in a wrap, oh. which is layering carbs in, the, in a way so very similar to how yeah. Frank was doing. You got, who makes these rules? Who makes exactly. these rules that if I get up... Sane people. My granny, Granny Alt... <laughs> Right, whose name was uh, whose maiden name was Polly Stocking. Frank, I had a granny Polly Holt. Stocking. You that had a granny I... Holt as well. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, we're related. We're cousins. Oh my God. I'm oh, I, I, no. I, I'm the I'm the country like... mouse. No it's... <laughs> no, it's like Star Wars where you realise they're related and it's all gone too far already. And oh no. Well, there was a squire with a chambermaid in our in our back catalogue. Oh, so no offence, but I think this that's what it. happened oh, with Granny she Holt. She was poor, but she was honest. <laughs> Victim of a squire's whim. First he loved her, then he left her, but she had a child by him. <laughs> it's the same the old world over. It's the poor what gets the blame. Anyway, we can't. I mean, what is this? So, um, yeah, gr- my granny, granny she used old. to have... Um, she used to have shepherd's pie for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And w- people would say, you can't have shepherd's pie for breakfast. But what, who, who decreed that it has to be cereal or toast or egg and bake? There's no reason, no logic to it. I- same when I used to have perno. <laughs> <laughs> no, Frank, that's not the same. No, it's not quite the same. You, you, but I like right. cake for breakfast. Mm. I had an absolute radio cake for breakfast. Do you remember that cake? I've got a confession now. Remember that cake? There was a picture of us confession, three on confession. it for our first birthday. Yeah. I took it home. I ate it and I had it for breakfast wow. for about seven mornings in a row. That was my breakfast. Good gracious oh, me. I loved it. The reason I didn't have any of that cake is <laughs> I felt Ben Jones looked a bit. He looked a bit bitter that we. He had. No, he said to me, "I didn't get a cake for my first anniversary," and I thought he might have left a trail of wee on it. <laughs> That's a guess. I'm not. I'm, a, I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he didn't. But let's leave it there. I like for breakfast. My favourite is leftover takeaway. 
Like leftover Chinese for breakfast, nothing better. Right. I used to do that when I used to wake up on central reservations in Birmingham. <laughs> I'd often have, have uh, leftover no, Never mind, just... naked on the sofa with the baked beans. Yeah, well, that was... That's an image I can't erase. It's, um, oh, why should you? Save it. Press save. That's my <laughs> advice. Um, I, I, I used to know a guy, um... He's a bit of a legend in the northwest of England called uh, George Barofsky. Bar- jo- oh, well, perhaps I shouldn't say his surname. Oh, it's, it's, oh go no, on. No, I mean, George Barofsky was called. He was sort oh. of singer-songwriter character. You see, the professor on fame. I know him. He was. <laughs> and he, I used to, I, I was on tour at the time with Steve Coogan and, uh, and, and George used to join us on occasion. And we'd go to a motorway services and uh, say if, if me and Steve had, Three courses. He'd have three courses, but they'd all be pudding. <coughs> That's all he, he wow. would have. I'll tell you what he loved. Are they, are they called Tonnet something cakes? Oh, Tonnet's tea cakes. Oh, man, he loved them. So do I. And he used to have, um, sometimes he'd say, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll just have a coffee, I think. Uh, and he'd have seven sugars <laughs> in it. And he <laughs> was quite wow. thin. But he was... Uh, he was I'll tell you what, you, you might know him. Do you know Sultans of Swing, that song? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a bit in there when he talks about Guitar George, who knows all the chords. Well, that, that was that was George Borowski. Wow. Like he was a legend. I like your style, Borowski. Yeah. On, I remember on his website, it, because he's, he's sort of well-known there, but not really known anywhere else, he was, uh, he's described on his, um, on his website as Mr. On Song, personified. <laughs> George Barofsky. <laughs> so he won't be able to say that anymore because he's been sung. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. Mm. Very good. I was moved um, this week. Not Pickford's, if that's what you're thinking. Did you see um, the couple who um, are a bit ugly? Yes. How dare you? The, oh, um, yes, I did see that. The... They met on a dating website. Called Ugly Bug Ball. Yeah, which I like the sound of. Yeah. And they're the first engagement. The first engagement, first yeah. engagement from Ugly Bug Ball. And UglyBugBall.com, by way of um, celebrating, have offered them uh, a week away in the uh, in Borth, in Wales, <laughs> at the Ugly Bug Ball company caravan. <laughs> oh. Now, what they've done there, Ugly Bug Ball, is they've thought, well, what do ugly people like? <laughs> oh no, they're like a caravan holiday in somewhere, you know. And uh, I think that what they've done is they've mistaken the surface appearance of the ugly people with their 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 inner hearts. And I think often, if you turn an ugly person inside out, yeah, um, look better. Well, sometimes they look better. Sometimes they just uh, spill. Mm. Yeah. But that you know, you'd you'd often find more beauty in there than you'd find, say, if you turned uh, Naomi Campbell inside out. Yes, I would agree right. with that. I don't think we want to be encouraging absolute listeners to go around turning people inside out. I don't think they need any encouragement. To be well, you suggest they do it anyway. Is that what you say? Some people. I, can can I, I just say, say that? I these people are our lives' blood. Ugly yeah. bug ball, though. I reckon you'd meet nice people, quite genuinely on there, because they'd be self-deprecating, which I like. Yeah. GSOA. Would they? Which or I would like. they be very, very bitter and angry <laughs> at the universe for being so ugly? You know, Richard the Third in yeah. uh, in uh, the Shakespeare play. The banana armor. Yeah. The feeling that he's. <laughs> He's so angry with with the world for making him ugly and disabled and just, you know, Mm. not liked by anyone, that he becomes bitter and vicious Mm. and murderous. So I'm I'm not sure about that theory. 
Well, I know power in the hands of ugly people can be dangerous. <laughs> well, indeed. Because then they go a bit mental. Look at Gordon Brown. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, I think um, with ugly people, it's a slight myth that they fancy other ugly people. Can mm. I just say, I like the fact that we're all arrogantly discussing them as an abstract group that we're not part of. How do you know we're not considered well, ugly? Well, I'll be absolutely honest. I mm. thought the woman, the ugly woman who's got engaged, well, yes. I'm calling her ugly because that's, you know, that's the name of the, uh, the website thing. Yeah. I think she's um, cute as a button. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. She's got, Let me have a look. Yeah, Excuse me, I'll have a look. She's got quite a cute... Oh, nose, she is like rather a, sweet. Yeah. Like a little, like a little piglet. He's, he, well, no, not like a little piglet. A little cute piglet. He, on the other hand, not so much so. No, but, you know, I, I he bet... Looks like, he looks like David Cameron in eight years' time. Yeah. Because I think that man is going to balloon. Do you? He does. looks a bit like David Cameron with long hair. I think he looks a bit like that James May. Anyway, as no one here can see the photo, well, exactly. that's maybe not as good. But, um, yeah, I, I feel, when I see that couple, I'd, I'd happily have a night out with them. Oh, I don't, feel I that don't think we want to know about that. <laughs> yeah. cut, cut to you with the baked beans naked on the sofa. <laughs> yeah, well, why not? Well, well, why come in, what took you so long? I, I can just lie on them. <laughs> and you don't go out with them, you go out amongst them. <laughs> anyway, I, I think she's... Uh, I, like, I think she's... I find with people... Well, let's... What, what shall we... Come, I mean, they're obviously... They're all right with ugly. They wouldn't yeah. join ugly ball... Ugly bug ball. Ugly bug they? ball. Let's just say... I mean, I don't know about... I, I would say... I, unquestionably, I'm the ugliest of us three. Oh, Frank. No, that's fair, isn't that's it? good of no. you to say, Frank. No, but, well, I thought <laughs> I I'd say... I don't think that's true. The bullet I, might, I might as well say, because you guys are th- I thinking... I don't think it. that's true. Oh, come on. I don't... One I man's don't. meat is another man's ton of tea cake. Right, I don't like the way this is going, Em. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's face it, I'm you're next for the shot. I'm feeling vulnerable. <laughs> I didn't come in here especially to talk about no, one Frank. man's meat. No, it's... Gareth is the ugliest. No, no, no. Thanks, Em. Anyway, I'm all right with it. See, because I think it's made me a better person. I think if I, for a start off, I have always said that if Laurel and Hardy looked like Brad Pitt and Paul Newman, then they wouldn't yes, have been but funny. Frank, you have the cloak of celebrity, which has given you getting a bit. What dark I need and deep is the here. cloak of invisibility. Well, yeah, but the cloak of celebrity has given you confidence. Mm. I think. If you don't I mind think, me saying. No, I think that was the perno. <laughs> Gave me tremendous confidence. <laughs> I think I believe I, I can fly. <laughs> I'm improving with age. I haven't peaked yet, I don't think. Some people peak oh, in the... Oh, I look like a mess in my teens. I think you've like gone down right. even in the time I've known you. <laughs> How dare you. Yeah, there's something... Your hair looks a bit singed at the front. <laughs> I haven't mentioned it before. It looks like you... Well, if you're saying that this show has aged me, well... <laughs> well, I don't think it's aged you. It's singed you in some way. Singed. Did you? I've been singed. Have you had a very close look at the coal fire? Just like... <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Do you think you're back? Are you running that no, too? I'm to think about Okay. I, I, I mean, I think you're, you're a very good-looking lad. who's a bit singed. Too late for that. Too late for that. <laughs> you can yeah. tell you're good-looking, because when you look at your brother, you realise that you must be good-looking a bit. Well, he's That's not, not how it works. That's not how it works. Yeah, when well, you yeah, look at you my can... brother, you think, yeah, he probably is ugly. <laughs> Come to think of it. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. I think 
I think an ugly person is like, you know, you get some albums. You know when you buy an album mm. and you listen, you play it and you think, oh, I'm not keen on this. And then you go away and then some slightly sticks and you think, oh, I'll have another listen to uh, it. Yeah. And, it. and those are the albums you listen to for the rest of your life. The album you like instantly. Often you, three weeks later you don't want to hear mm. it anymore. And that's, I think that's how it works with the very beautiful and the Can ugly. I say something rather nice? I think that the more you get to know I'd, someone, I'd be like very Frank, grateful for that. Yes, I'd be very excuse me, you're going to feel very guilty. Because oh. okay. I was going to say, you've got better looking to me as I've come to know you as a person. Because I think when you get to know someone and you like them, they they can get nicer looking. Yes. Is that a nice thing to say? It's a very nice thing. When is that contract renewal? <laughs> <laughs> now, Frank... Um, you know, we were talking about pavement racing earlier because someone had uh, sent mm. us an email about it. I'm calling it pedestrian racing. I won't have it renamed. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, dear. Um, well, Martin Kern, Corner. Martin Corner. Yeah, which I think's a rather good well, name. Well, I won't, I won't scotch anything he says. Yeah. Subject, speed walking. Would you like to hear? Oh, God. Hello, Frank. I, like you, am a famous fast walker. <laughs> Indeed, so fast, I am Famous? That it was never heard of him. He might be in fast walk. Oh my god, my voice! Listen to that. <laughs> I'm, holding, I'm tempted to just hold on to that phlegm just for that that effect, oh, but it's gone. Mm. It's gone. Baked beans on the sofa. Those of you who listen to that, you'll never hear that voice from me again. Probably. Carry yeah. on. Indeed, so fast am I that it was only about six years ago that I first experienced the unusual sensation of being overtaken. Yes, well, it, I, I agree with that. This week, however, came the only serious threat of my entire naturally fast walker career. A man breezily slunk past me. Now, I had something of a hangover, but I rose nonetheless to the challenge. I picked up my pace and saw him off. <laughs> Suddenly, he caught back up with me again. What? Oh, I hate it when they come for a second bite. <laughs> I lifted my pace to what you might call one step behind running and overtook him. At last, I'd done it. A cautious look to my left proved otherwise. He had crossed the road and was level with me on the other side. The race was on. I summoned all my powers and zipped off. He was maintaining his speed and we were level. I sped up the street and looked to my left. He had gone into a shop. <laughs> How dare he take it so seriously up to then and then just blow it all on a panda pop? It was a pit stop, I reckon. Probably stopped for new trainers. <laughs> well, he says, suffice to say that, I walked extremely slowly and breathlessly for the duration of my walk to work. I'm proud to say that I've still only ever been overtaken once, Martin. You see, Martin, my view on this is once they cross the road... You've won. Oh yeah, you're right, Frank. Because they can't go and well, you could be you could be on a very busy section of pavement. I mean, if I'm in the Olympics and the slalom, <laughs> and a bloke comes down the side without where there's no sticks, he's going obviously he's going to get down there first. Can that be classed as a race? No, I don't no. think the slalom is the slalom a race. I think it's timed. <laughs> oh, all right, Winter Olympics. <laughs> well, I mean, I've never been so insulted in my life. Talk, talk me through the luge, then, if you know so much. Talk me through the luge. A novel by Battle Bay. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I love it, though. I'm loving the, the, the pedestrian the pedestrian racing. I'm loving But it. I agree with what you're saying. Essentially, Martin, if he's gone into that shop, disqualification, he's out the race. You see, what he's done, that bloke, he's pretending he wasn't aware of the race, <laughs> and they're always aware of the race. Yeah. But he's gone into that shop because he thought, I'm on a loser. I'll pretend I wasn't racing at all. Yeah, rubbish. Yeah. That's what I say. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm thinking um, about the new foundation garment for men. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, have you seen this? Spanx? 
Manx for men. Yeah. No Manx. thanks, I'm okay. Are oh, they called Manx? Manx, I don't know. Probably That's why not. there's no tail on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you, Gareth, would you? I don't know. I, I think it's dishonest. I think you have to accept how you are. Mm. Oh. <laughs> we have to accept how you are, do we? <laughs> Thanks. But you say well, that, Gareth. I but you know, you put gel on your hair. You you shave Thank sometimes. You, you wear nice clothes. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's that cardigan we bought him for his birthday. Oh yeah, he looks nice in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my whole face in that fire next time I'm near it. <laughs> no, I like I like your look. It's like a, if a member of Blur had been cast away on a desert island. That's yeah. the look. Anyway, mm. the the idea with spanks for men is that men with a bit of a belly. Right. Can wear these very tight. That's what my my mum used to wear a thing called a roll on. Oh, um, which was like a sort of a robbery corset thing that she used to. But with women, you kind of accept that, you know. Well, exactly. But I, I don't know. I wouldn't feel. I'm, I wouldn't feel good about it. But essentially, what it does then, it's like a t-shirt. So it gives you a sort of slight Simon Cowell silhouette. It hides oh. the beer belly, doesn't it? Yeah, but eventually. It's if you come meet off. someone, that's got to come off, hasn't it? Yeah. I presume it's, it's like the same come with off. women. This is the this is the thing you see. Yeah. The one you know, the I mean, will I'll, come off. I'll wear a jacket with a padded shoulder, but I know eventually <laughs> that person's going to think he's got a nice set of shoulders. I mm. take it off and they'll see my arms join at the neck. <laughs> women are very forgiving, though. More forgiving than men, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against. Um, you know, I'd wear a teddy. A teddy. Yeah, I'd wear a nice teddy. You know. <laughs> How do you mean? You know, a cami knicker. I'd wear that. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd wear a corselette or a merry widow, but um, <laughs> oh. I would draw the line at Spanx. Because a corselette, you see, I've got a nostalgic attachment to. I remember they used to be in the newspapers when I was a child. You'd get an advert for the corselette, and they had an elegance about them. There was a pretense that they weren't just to hide the curves. They had their own style. Yeah. And your idea, and if you saw someone in the corselette in the um, in the boudoir, well, you'd be quite excited by all the the straps and trappings. But uh, the spanks, they're so base. They're so functional. They're just there to do that. They have no look to them. You say that, Frank, but by. Jove, do they make a difference? I won't have blasphemy on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I not meant that clear. Um, but how do they feel? Don't you feel all squeezed? Yeah. We feel every day we feel squeezed in some respect. Oh, goodness. That's, that's a bit true. In the, cor- in the current economic climate, <laughs> I think that's true. Oh. But um, but this has all gone a bit Chris Miles. Well, exactly. <laughs> don't mind me saying it. There's a man who could take on a pair of spanks. No, he's lost quite a bit of weight. Or has he? Or has he yeah. bought some spanks? <laughs> mm, with his dwindling wages. That is what we ask ourselves. friend of mine was in a film with um, William Shatner. And he said, William Who's Shatner... that? David Baddiel? No, he wasn't in a film. I think he was in a lift with William Shatner. <laughs> it's not quite the same thing. And William Shatner used to uh, arrive um, au natural... And then he'd disappear naked with his uh, no, not not complete. And he, then he used to disappear into his um, what he called like the makeup and uh, mm. costume section. He'd come out with a corset and a wig. Wow! Oh God! Um, and I, you know, I would have worn the wig in. I think Put to the cover the singeing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but fair to him. He travelled without the wig. I respected him for that. Oh, did he? I suppose he didn't want it. You know, losing its sheen against the car ceiling. Oh, yeah. And there's not every day you can have the sunroof open. <laughs> Let's be sensible about that. <laughs>
So, um, it's been half term this week. So, um, not I've, in our house. I've been out and about. Yeah, Laura's a school teacher, so oh, of course that gives her something. Does she not have marking to do? She had some marking to do. I think she's got to do it over the weekend. I think she's left it until the last minute. To be mm, honest, well, she's got reports to do. Um, and so, um, one day we went to Winchester. Oh. And Laura, um... Winchester Cathedral, da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> you're bringing me down. Just giving it a bit of incidental, <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, and, um, Laura had, um, well, Ethan had a play date, so Laura took him around to play with Oh, someone. with a Winchester boy, lovely. Mm. And, um, so I was left to wander around Winchester by myself. Mm, so, well, this is, this oh can only dear. go one way. So <laughs> I went to the Maison Blanc. Oh, yes. exciting! I had a, I had a, <laughs> oh. I had a lovely mocha. Oh, and I thought I just, I wonder if Raymond is going to be here. <laughs> and was he? You should have dropped him a text. Was he there, Frank? Um, no, no, he oh. wasn't there. <laughs> but something else. Oh, something, well, you've, you've, you've something you've else. Treat happened. me with a codex. Something else happened. Well, it or was, was quite, it Coda. It's Coda, isn't Coda. It? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. It was quite a busy... Could we do that again, Jeff? <laughs> it <was> Live, <laughs> you say? <laughs> I should have been told. <laughs> it was quite busy. Um, some people arrived and they said, no, you'll have to come back in a minute. Um, there's no tables free. You're on your own. I'm by myself, hogging a whole four-person table. Oh, dear. I don't know if Raymond's coming. He could arrive. <laughs> he could arrive Any with minute. a couple of beauties. <laughs> yes, I've heard he's got a couple of beauties. <laughs> Serves him right for standing too close to the oven door. <laughs> are, you st- are you still there? I'm laughing. Gareth's laughing. Oh my god! I was laughing, um, but that wasn't all. So there's, a, there's more. A lady. I don't know if you know the Maison Blanc, but um, between no, but you do. Tell us about <laughs> yeah, it. Between the area where they sell. Aprons and Raymond Blanc. They sell aprons in there, Frank. And jams. Oh, yeah. They sell a variety of jams. <laughs> um, and there's a till. There's a oh. till and the cake. The cake area. A till of the cake. <laughs> Was that a pastry chef that uh, invaded uh, most of Asia? <laughs> what a rubbish, rubbish nickname for a tyrant. Oh, that'll be a till of the cake coming over the hill. Oh, well, that. That puts the icing on the... Oh, oh. No, really. I'm sure you can think of a better name. I'm also a hun. Isn't a hun better? Yeah, I know. Let's stick with the cake. People don't know what a hun is. <laughs> Meanwhile, over with the shoe pastry. Yes, and between the two areas, and then there's the um, area where there's tables and people sit down, there's two steps. Oh, two, yeah? <laughs> two steps. And a lady walked down the steps, leaving, and there was quite a bang as she left. Oh. Uh, she dropped a purse. She bangs. I hope you broke into a chorus <laughs> she if she bangs. <laughs> she dropped a little purse that had some money in, but she didn't realise. Oh, I do that all the time. Oh. So I, I picked up the purse and went over to her, ran quick as a flash over to her, and um, she said... Um, Can I, I said, what's, the word, what's the word reward anywhere <laughs> in your mind at that time? Well, it wasn't a very... No, no, I was... Honestly, I was doing it out of altruism. And I ran mm. it over to her, and she said, Oh, thank you. I thought I'd heard of something drop, but I looked and I couldn't see it. <laughs> True story. <laughs> 
You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, the softest, mintiest show in town. Sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. <laughs> 